talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And this one is different. Uh, today is not about Buffy or uh, anything really vaguely related to the Buffyverse. Uh, it is Saturday, August 29th. We are about 24 hours after hearing of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who you know as T'Challa, the Black Panther from Marvel. He played Thurgood Marshall. He played many, many, many film roles, widely regarded as one of the best actors in his generation, uh, and we are going to watch today one of his films, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, so we are going to watch and talk about 42, which is the first and only biopic of Jackie Robinson, who was the man who broke the color barrier for Major League Baseball. We've both seen this. Yeah. Uh, we saw it when it came out uh, in 2013, so it's a couple years old. It came out before Chadwick did Black Panther, before he did Marvel, and before he um, apparently had cancer. So it's a very sad to hear of Chadwick Boseman's passing, and we wanted to uh, take an episode here to focus on some of his work, focus on some of the amazing things that he did, and... Uh, if I remember correctly, a pretty dang good movie, too. Yeah, I've only seen it once. I honestly don't remember much of it. I think I've seen it a couple of times at this point. I specifically remember a few of the scenes that make their way around uh, the internet, Twitter, during the baseball season and on Jackie Robinson Day particularly. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about them after we come back from watching it. Just a little bit of background, I guess, on... Both Chadwick Boseman and Jackie Robinson. Um, Chadwick Boseman passed away August 28th, 2020. He was 43 years old. He's known for his portrayal of T'Challa, the Black Panther, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His last movie released, um, The Five Bloods. He played Storm and Norman. Came out earlier this year. Uh, he also played Thurgood Marshall. He was uh, an Egyptian god at one point, so good for him. Uh, he did play James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson. He has played so many huge figures, both uh, real and fictional, and it's a big loss. But we're going to talk about baseball, uh, one of my favorite things in the world. Mm -hmm. So this might be a little bit of a departure for the Ghostlight Media Network. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled nerddom next week. Uh, Jackie Robinson... In case you don't know who he is, which is possible, was the was the man who broke the baseball color barrier, as it's commonly referred to. In uh, 1947, he became the first African American to play in Major League Baseball in the modern era, which dates back to the early 1900s, and is widely regarded as giant force for civil rights single-handedly got uh, African-Americans and people of color into not just baseball, but professional sport in America. A lot of athletes and 
managers and coaches, not just in baseball, but in most sports here in America, point to him as the forerunner, as the man who made it all happen. Uh, he did play for 10 years. He won a World Series. He won an MVP. He was Rookie of the Year. He was very, very good. Jackie Robinson was known for his use of nonviolence, uh, which we could all use a little bit more of right now, and challenging the traditional basis of segregation by just his talent and being good. He let his game do his talking for him. Um, he did a lot of work with the civil rights movement. Uh, he did pass away in 1972. He was only 53 years old at the time. His number, 42, was retired by Major League Baseball, uh, which is the only number to be retired by the entire league, not just by a single team. It's a huge, huge deal. So that's kind of a brief primer on some of the stuff that you might need to know before we get started here on this movie. Um, if you're going to watch 42 with us, I think you can only really find it on Amazon. I think, I think so. On Amazon Prime. That's where we found it. Mm-hmm. I know it's not It's not on Hulu or Netflix or any of that, so you would have to rent it or buy it on Amazon Prime. Yep, it's there. You can get it there. Um, I am very excited to jump back into the sports world and rewatch this film. Uh, <laughs> you are probably less excited about the sportsness of it, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch it again because I've seen it and I haven't seen it since then. Yeah, it's been seven years since it came out, so I think mm-hmm. it'll hold up. It should hold up. Um, it's a very long movie. It's over two hours. Uh, mm-hmm. It also stars um, Harrison Ford is in this movie. He plays Ricky Branch, who is the man who signed Jackie Robinson to play for the Dodgers. And I remember him being very good in this. I hope it holds up. Yeah. So we are going to stop talking and go watch this movie. So uh, we will be right back. Jackie Robinson hit that ball. It went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And we're back. And hopefully you've watched along with us. If not, uh, well, you might be a little confused because this is very much a uh, period piece mm-hmm. right after World War II. How well did you remember this? We talked about we'd seen 42 before. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, none of it looked foreign, but it's not like I could have told you what happened. Sure. Who knows how close you're paying attention to the sports movie the first time. Right. Um, 42 is very, very good. And if you didn't watch it, you should watch it. You you should watch 42. It's very poignant. It means a lot. And now is a very good time for some of the messages still in this movie mm-hmm. about a man who played baseball. 73 years ago. So as we said before, uh, 
Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson, who is the man who breaks the color barrier. And I believe the very next year, there were a couple more African-American players in the league. It didn't take long for other players to start getting into the league. At the end, it said there were they added two more players, I think. Yeah, right just after. on Brooklyn. Oh, Just okay. for the Brooklyn team. Gotcha. I didn't catch that. I thought it was just all together. So, there's a lot in this movie. It's very good. Well, I'm going to keep saying that. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I guess, because I can talk about the sports aspect of this for a while. Let's uh, start with the sports stuff, I guess, and we'll come around on the race stuff. Sure. As we go, because uh, it's kind of sprinkled in and intermingled really well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is a baseball movie, and it's a pretty good baseball movie, actually. Uh, the way they portray baseball is pretty good. Granted, it's the 1940s. The gloves look different. The bats look different. The bases look different. The outfield wall looks different. How they play the game looks different. But at the end of the day, you're still throwing a ball over the plate, 60 feet, 6 inches, and then you're running 90 feet to first base. Yeah. The game only changes so much. Right. Did you just say how much space was between the batter and the pitcher? And 60 I just... foot 6 inches from the pitching rubber where the pitcher stands to the front of home plate. Okay. I don't know why the extra 6 inches are there. That's just how far it is. Well, there was just a scene toward the end where Jackie's talking to the pitcher and literally he's talking... With this loudness to his voice, and they're talking to each other. And yeah, like it's a normal level, and there's not a screaming crowd behind them, and you, yeah. He wouldn't have been able to hear them. No. He, they, they would not have... have been able to hear each other. They were, yeah. There are some, uh. I was like, okay, let's maybe be louder? There is some artistic license taken with this movie in some regards. I just wanted to make sure that I was not mistaken, that they could not logically hear each other. Not talking like that. And um, they would have to speak up to be heard by each other, especially with the crowd there. Yeah. Also, generally, the the pitcher and the batter don't talk to each other. I would imagine. Especially nowadays with cameras. No, you get in trouble. Well, and it's not even trouble. It's baseball has such a long, long history. There are a lot of unwritten rules in baseball and a lot of things about playing the game the right way, respecting the game, the unwritten rules of baseball, um, what you do or don't do, how you carry yourself, how you uh, respect the game, respect the field, respect the players around you, which is true in all sports, but is especially true in baseball. Yeah. I find that I, it's rare that I see anybody, any baseball players anyway, like in the media being ridiculous humans. Yeah. Baseball is different from the other big professional sports because you're playing the game constantly. Yeah. You, are, you have a new game every day and you have to play the same teams over and over and over. You play the same team three or four days in a row usually. Mm-hmm. It's different from football where you play one game a week and you don't play that team again until next year, maybe. It's also less violent than any other sport. It is also less violent, which makes the acts of violence in the sport Mm -hmm. seem even more out of the ordinary and shocking. So let's talk about throwing the ball at the hitter. Let's talk about throwing the ball at Jackie Robinson's head. Okay. There's an unwritten 
rule in baseball, an unwritten contract of sorts between the pitcher and the batter that says that the batter steps into the box to face the pitcher and this, by doing so is saying, I trust you to not hit me with this ball. Mm-hmm. And the pitcher extends that level of trust so that the game can be played. Mm-hmm. Because the game is only played if the ball is thrown over the plate. It's not like soccer or football where if you're winning, you can just kind of hold onto the ball and run the clock down. Mm-hmm. And you win by default because of what you've done earlier. Now, in baseball, if you want to win the game, you have to throw the ball and you have to throw strikes and you have to give them a chance. Okay. It is distinct from other sports for that reason because at the end of the day, you have to give the other guy a chance. You can't run the clock down. You can't shoot a bunch of free throws. You can't take the ball into the corner. You can't just wait out the rest of the game. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You got to get 27 outs. So th- intentionally pitching at a batter and trying to hit him somewhere yeah, is you don't do it unless there is a very good reason to do it. Very good reason to do a, it. ever a good reason to do it? Some people will do it to in retaliation. Uh, you hit my guy, so I'm going to hit you now. I mean, that's not a good reason. That's the unwritten rule of baseball. You threw at us, we're going to throw at you. And if you're the next batter up for that team, you just kind of understand that they're going to throw at you. You disrespect us, we're going to disrespect you. There are built-in punishments for the game that, okay, now you're on first base and you have a runner... Uh, and when that runner is Jackie Robinson, as we saw, mm-hmm. he's going to make you pay. Yeah. So that's it's kind of a a gentleman's sport, kind of, but also it's not. It's a very strange thing, baseball. Nowadays, though, getting hit by a pitch is nowhere near as strange because um, athletes are throwing harder now and they don't have as much control over the ball as they used to. Okay. Because they're trying to throw the ball harder and harder and harder and trying to snap their wrist harder to get more spin on the ball because we have all of these cameras and technology saying, hey, if you do this, you're, you might do better, but it gives them less control. So that's why you see now batters step into the box and they're wearing you no know, protection on their arm or on their leg or their ankle or whatever because it's way more likely that you get hit by a pitch now just because the ball's going to slip because the pitcher doesn't have that super fine control anymore because they're just trying to throw harder. So, so the pit- the pitchers aren't trying to win. They're trying to set a record. No, they're trying to win. They're just trying to do it in, in a different way. Baseball has evolved in that sense that with all the technology and the and the stats... We know that if you throw the ball two miles per hour harder, the batter has, you know, that much less reaction time to swing, decide where they're swinging and how they're swinging, and that little bit can be enough of an edge in professional sports. If the downside of that is, hey, once every 25 pitches, now it's going to slip on me and it's going to go farther inside and might hit the guy... Oh, well, he stepped into the, into the batter's box. It kind of happens now. Um, but back then, in the, the 1940s, pitchers threw the ball over the plate and you either hit it or you didn't. There weren't as many strikeouts. There weren't as many home runs. There was a lot more 
defense and stealing second base and what they would call small ball, not home run baseball. Gotcha. That was far deeper a dive into baseball than I thought it was going to be right there. But the long and the short of that is Jackie Robinson got hit by nine pitches that year, which was a record. It was the most mm. in the year, and I think it was the most ever up to that point. Nowadays, guys getting hit 9, 10, 15 times in 160 games, not that out of the ordinary. But back then, for Jackie Robinson to get hit nine times in a year was unheard of. It was impossible. The gotcha. only way for it to, for that to happen is for them to throw the ball at him, for them to be intentionally trying to hit him with a baseball. Gotcha. And back then, in the 1940s, they weren't wearing helmets, much less mm-hmm. body armor like they do today. So when Jackie Robinson gets hit in the head with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, it's a miracle that he stands up. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Getting hit by a baseball hurts. Can't confirm. Especially depending on where you get hit. I got hit in the face. Once I was 14. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this kid was probably throwing maybe 80, 85. And he got hit in the face in my right eye. And I still have a bump to this day. Gotcha. Like the right side of my face is slightly swollen. It never fully healed correctly. Getting hit by a baseball hurts. Um, so for Jackie to take all of that abuse and vitriol and everything and not lash out not respond not even really defend himself just kind of let it slide off is amazing and astounding and so there was this scene where um jackie robinson's playing first base and the runner spikes him sure cleats he 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 gets the back of his leg with his foot and Mm -hmm. because they're wearing metal spikes he rips his leg open right and then his teammates immediately surround him, and he, you know, says, "No, I got to get up right now." So can't you can't show weakness, can't whatever, all of that stuff. He's has to stand up. He has to finish this game because he's Jackie Robinson. I don't know if you caught it. Veronica had woken up by this point, but uh, the pitcher immediately offered to hit the next guy. Yeah, I did. Because that's how you defend your teammate. Right. It was, hey, we know what you did. Your guy hurt our guy. Sorry, but you're next. You're the, mm-hmm. So we're going to retaliate to say we're not going to take it. Gotcha. And then that would have settled it, usually, given the unwritten rules of baseball. So for his teammates to all say in that moment, yeah, we're gonna, we got your back, hit him, hit the mm-hmm. next guy. That's huge because it means that he's been accepted into this game of baseball. Yeah. Into this, this fraternity. Um, and then it is even bigger for Jackie to say, no, get him out. We need the win. Right. Which goes back to what Ricky Branch says earlier of, I want you to have the guts to not fight back. Which was a great line. Right. I mean, if he fights back, he gets fired and he's no longer the first black man in baseball. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's... Yeah, that's how this works. (laughs) That's how it works. It's an impossible standard and somehow Jackie Robinson lived up to it. Jackie Robinson hit that ball. It went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit 
that ball. Let's talk about the two main actors in this. We'll talk about Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson. He's incredible. Yeah. He was absolutely incredible. He was not nominated for anything for this. Right. I was going to check to see if he'd won any awards for anything, and I never got to it. Chadwick Boseman was nominated for acting awards for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror, Black Film Festival, BET Awards, Black Reel Awards, Chicago Film Critics Awards, CinemaCon, Dublin Film, Eagle Derby Awards, Hollywood Black Film Festival, Image Awards, the NAACP, Kids' Choice, MTV, People's Choice Award. He won the People's Choice Award for male, Favorite Male Movie Star for Black Panther. Um, and then Black Panther did win the SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture. Yes, I remember that. Um, but that's pretty much it. He's, okay. He won some. He was never nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, or a Globe. Or a Globe, no. Black Panther did win three Oscars. Yeah. For original score, costume design, and production design, and was nominated for four more Oscars, um, but none of those were acting. Mm -hmm. Uh, 42 had uh, 23 award nominations, but none of them were Oscars or SAGs or Globes or any of that. Chadwick Boseman is incredible in this. Yeah. Um, especially if you've only seen him in uh, Black Panther. He is unrecognizable from that role. From his physicality to his vocal choices to the, the acting choices he was making. It was incredible. It was very good. It was very, right. very, very, very good. Harrison Ford, also very good in this. I forgot how good he was in this movie. Yeah, he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. No, I think it said he wore some sort of prosthetics. Yeah. Like, when they did close-ups and stuff, he looked like Harrison Ford, but, like, from far away, he did not. No, because he did not have that much weight on him. No. Carry that much weight. Um, And then his, I don't know if it was his nose or his cheeks or something looked different, but Harrison Ford was very, very good in this. I Mm -hmm. forgot how good Harrison Ford was in this movie. Uh, Chadwick Boseman talked about how he trained for months to learn how to play baseball the right way. Gotcha. Because he he knew how to play baseball, kind of, because most young boys have played baseball at some point. But he talked about how he had to relearn how to play baseball because the gloves were different, because they're gloves from the 40s. Right. And they're very, very different. And I believe they said he did most of the baseball work himself. Gotcha. Some of it was his stuntman. Yeah, I mean, you have to... They called it a stuntman, though. Uh Uh-huh. Which is just funny to me, because there's not really a lot of stunts happening in the traditional sense. No, but what else would you call it? He's not, he's not a body double. He's not just standing there. Right. I don't know what else you would call it, but I just thought it was funny that they referred to yeah. it as a stuntman. You know, they got a different guy to come do the baseball moves yeah. that Chadwick couldn't pull off, apparently. Yeah. They do that in most sports movies, I imagine. Yeah, usually they get creative with shots, too. Yeah. So that you can show different things or only show the actual actor be doing so much and then they can kind of finagle the rest. It's harder in baseball, though, because they don't wear masks or anything. Like a football movie, it's fine. They're all wearing helmets. Yeah. 
anybody can go take the place of one of those actors and do whatever football moves need to be done, but you can't do that with baseball. No. Jackie Robinson hit that ball. It went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. Um, so let's talk about some of the race stuff in here they did a really good job of showing the impact that jackie robinson was having on the world around him but also on the children in the world around him yeah they had a bit where the young black boy ed ed Ed, yeah ed ed harris ed Ed, ed ed something went and saw jackie robinson's game you know in triple a or wherever yeah in the minor leagues for montreal and uh you know, eventually went on to become a major league baseball player himself. Things like that. Something that it only happened because Jackie Robinson did it. But Jackie Robinson's impact on kids, I'm sure, is very similar to what Chadwick Boseman's impact on children now is. Oh, it's got to be. Without question. Mm-hmm. I've been on the internet a lot the last day or two, kind of just taking in the stories of who he was and how much he meant to people. I don't think we can ever really know how much Chadwick Boseman meant to the world. I don't think we will know for a while. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you and I can know because we're white. Right. I don't know what it means to have Black Panther, you know, not just be a good superhero movie, but for little black kids to have a superhero on the television, on the big screen that they can look at. Mm-hmm. And he's also royal. And he's royalty, yeah. Yeah. I can't understand what that means. I understand that it's huge, mm-hmm. but I can't personally relate to it. Right, and it's... I was just thinking about this in, like, the last couple of hours. Like, when Black Panther came out, I wasn't at school with my students. Because a month before that, I was put on maternity leave. I was put on right. bed rest. yep. And then it came out, and then I was on maternity leave for seven weeks. Like, right. I was not there to see the, to see see the, the impact uh, on yeah. my kids. Worth noting here that you teach at an inner city school. Yeah, my students are primarily African American. Right. Yeah, the, the cultural impact, we won't know for years, maybe decades, mm-hmm. of Chadwick Boseman playing Black Panther and playing it so well. And... and not only him doing it so well, but apparently doing it while he was undergoing cancer treatments. Right. I think the timeline works out as far as we know that he, the whole time he was playing Black Panther, the whole time he was playing T'Challa, he had cancer. Knowingly. Knowingly had cancer. And he still did it. He did all the fights. He did all the stunts. He did everything. And I'm sure that all of that could have been more... Because there's no way that he was undergoing that and the stunt people at least didn't know. Right. Who on set knew? Who? What were they trying to do to protect him? How much did they let him do, quote unquote? Yeah. How much did he say, screw it, I'm doing it? 
because mm-hmm. you know how because he's playing T'Challa and he's doing it right. Yeah. Because he needs to and wants to. I ran across some uh, photos today and a news article talking about all of the times that he went and visited kids sick in the hospital. Yeah. How that has such a new meaning now. Right. Like, uh, there was a picture of him walking through a children's cancer ward and, you know, raising the spirits of all the kids there. And he's going through the same thing. Right. Nobody knows it, but he is. Right. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people in the real world that are heroes. He might have been one of the few that actually was a superhero. Yeah. And they kept commenting that Jackie Robinson was superhuman or whatever. Yeah, they kept saying that in 42. And it was like, ah, you you don't even know. Right. He hadn't been cast yet as T'Challa. It it hit in a lot of ways. Yeah, watching it now after Black Panther, after his passing, it hit hard. Jackie Robinson hit that ball. Kid went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. So one of the recurring things in the movie was Jackie asking Ricky Branch, the general manager and owner of the Dodgers, why he was doing this. Mm -hmm. Why are you pushing? Why do you want to break the color barrier? They didn't call it that at the time, but Mm -hmm. why do you want this to happen? I think the writers did a very good job of building that up. Right. uh, And that there were many reasons to do something, you know. A real reason was money. Mm-hmm. Um, they would make more money selling tickets to a whole another portion of the population. They talked about doing it because it was time mm-hmm. to do it, uh, and doing it because if they didn't do it, they you know if we don't do it, we don't know if anyone else will. Things yeah. like that. Um, but then at the end, they had a uh, Harrison Ford got his monologue about why. Mm-hmm. Um, which was very, very well done. Uh, he talked about how when he was in uh, Ricky, the character of Ricky Branch talked about how when he was in college, he had played and had a, a black teammate that he watched him take all of the vitriol that was thrown at him and uh, felt like he didn't do enough to help his teammate and how he was finally trying to put thing is right it was nice to see them say you know even though this guy might have not done all that made all the right choices his whole life he made the the right choice here he grew he changed and ricky branch proved that you know anyone is capable of change or doing or or you know doing the right thing yeah that's super relevant <laughs> yeah very relevant right now like hey if you yeah make a mistake fix it as opposed to uh i don't remember the name of the man who was the manager of the philadelphia phillies that just berated jackie robinson Mm -hmm. 
for a, it was like 15 minutes on screen. Yeah. And it just didn't stop and didn't stop and didn't stop. And that was the point. Yeah. It was a very specific thing. They needed to do it and do it well. And they did. Um, and that was actually played by Alan Tudyk, which is how we can relate this to the Buffy verse because Alan Tudyk is in Firefly, which was directed and created by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. So that is how we can connect 42 all the way back to the Buffyverse, and this is relevant. Done. Um, but Alan Tudyk, who is by all accounts a very nice guy and a wonderful human being, he talked about how he knew that the role he was supposed to play here was very important, and it was very important that this you know despicable human was portrayed accurately. Yeah. Right, and you couldn't hold back anything because it needed to be vitriolic and hate-filled. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like that's this was 2013. Yes, so it's be different if they shot it like in a year, but if you have to get people who see that everything's uncomfortable but they're okay with it being uncomfortable and they work through it because otherwise it's not a good movie yes it has to be uncomfortable there were very there were a couple of moments in this movie where i was still uncomfortable having already seen this movie this entire movie movie made me uncomfortable but like it's supposed to it's supposed to and it does a good job of it and there are other movies and other documentaries that have been pointed to in social landscape that make you far more uncomfortable and depict things much more graphically. How we and the problems with how we treat other people in our society. Yeah, I watched How They See Us and that first episode. Like, it's awful because the kids are like, the youngest is thirteen. Yeah, but compared to that, this is tame. Mm-hmm. Um, this is easier to digest and watch, I think. So I think it's more approachable. Absolutely. And I'm... because it's, you know, it's a baseball movie from World War II. Yeah. Like, they dress different. It looks different. There's no cell phones. There's, you know, the cars look different. The world is, looks very different. Yep. Um, so I think it's much more approachable. Yes. It's notably different, whereas you see things like, I think it's called When They See Us. Which happened in, like, the late 80s. hmm It doesn't look that different. No, it doesn't look that different. Here's a cheat, Jackie Robinson. Hit that ball. Hit went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild Because he knocked that ball a solid mile Yeah, boy Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball There were a handful of lines that I wanted to point out Ricky Branch at the beginning uh, In response to criticism that Jackie Robinson is a hothead and can't control his temper Says, if he were white, we'd call that spirit Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which hits hard because that's not wrong. Yeah, it's, um, kind of, it's the same with like the male female. It's the same debate. with the male female thing. Like if a female is hot headed or whatever, she gets called names. Whereas if a man is doing it, he's passionate. 
passionate. He's right. a boss. He's he cares. If a little girl tells you what to do, she's bossy. But mm-hmm. if a little boy tells you what to do, he's taking control. Yeah, he's showing uh, leadership potential. Yeah. Right, yeah. things like that. Leader versus bossy. Yeah. When uh, oh, when uh, little boy Ed was uh, explaining to his mother uh, what Jackie Robinson was doing on the base paths, uh, and she said uh, Jackie stole second, stole third, and then uh, made the pitcher balk and got to score off of it for free. Basically, like mm-hmm. the ball was not hit, no outs were made, um, and his the mother just doesn't get it. What's going on? What's going on? I don't understand. He says. He discombobulated the man. Yeah. That was a that was cute. nice moment of levity. There were a couple of funny moments Yeah, in here. Like, uh, very quickly after the moment where Jackie is staying at that house in Florida, and the one old white man comes and kind of scares him off, but also kind of warns him that other people were coming and they were going to come not in peace. Yeah. And there's a, there's a whole scene. They're running away. Uh, the journalist is getting him out so that it gets safety and they're stuck at a red light and then there's a crowd of people coming out of a bar and it gets very tense very quickly and then uh, and they race through traffic and it's a whole thing and Jackie finally goes, what's happening? And the guy goes, they're, apparently they were coming to get you. Mm-hmm. And Jackie starts laughing. And he goes, oh man, I thought you just weren't telling me that I had gotten fired. Yeah. That was funny. It was like, there are some good moments. There are some good funny moments. Yeah. It was the take a shower with me. Like, it was a really serious moment. And then it was, and then it was really funny. It was really funny and it was awkward and it was needed and necessary. And that just shows how good both of those actors are. Right. One of the guys on the team asks Jackie why Jackie waits till after everybody else is done before he takes a shower. Jackie says he doesn't want to make anyone uncomfortable. And the other guy says, I want you to take a shower with me. Yeah. And then it kind of just spirals. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of laughing and it's kind of funny and, you know, it's a bonding moment. Um, right. But that was a real thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole scene at the beginning where, you know, Jackie, the, the black guys aren't allowed to use the toilet because it's for whites only. Yeah. Right. Or when his wife is with him down in Florida and she sees the door that says whites only. And she says, it's my, the first one I've ever seen because she was from a different part of the country. Right. They did a, a good job of walking that fine line between, oh, God, this is horrifying and trying to find moments of levity. Yeah. So that you could breathe. Jackie Robinson hit that ball. It went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Yes, yes, Jackie hit that ball. I think we have two more scenes to talk about and then we're done. Uh, the first scene to talk about is the uh, Jackie breaking the bat in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he walks down in the tunnel and he lets all of his anger and frustration out uh, on the bat, on the wall. Uh, and then Ricky Branch comes down and they have a very good 
conversation about how he's even going to do this and how nobody understands. And Ricky says, no, you're right. I don't get it, but you have to do this. Yeah. But the interesting part about that scene, it was, that was like four minutes, like at Mm -hmm. least, I think. Uh, But it was a single shot and they just kind of let Harrison Ford and Chadwick Boseman do their thing. And it all took place while, you know, the game is still going on and you can hear it happening. And at the end of the scene, the Dodgers have to go take the field again and, Jackie has to walk out of the tunnel and keep playing baseball. Yeah. And it's minimal lighting, too, because they're mostly in shadow. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. Yep. Uh, probably the most famous scene in this is uh, towards the end of the movie. Uh, Pee Wee Reese, who has a whole arc in this, and it's pretty good. He goes from a guy who just kind of wants to play baseball to being forced to take a side. Right. He gets a hate letter uh, and, you know, takes it to the to the boss and doesn't know what to do with it and then the boss pulls out these stacks of hate mail and death threats that Jackie Robinson is getting and the FBI is ignoring. Yeah. And then eventually uh, they're at Cincinnati which is close to Pee Wee's home. He has friends and family in the stands and Jackie's getting booed. He runs over to him kind of puts his arm around him and says thank you Jackie. I needed them to know who I am what I stand for Mm-hmm. And all that. And then he says the line that is used every year on Jackie Robinson Day, maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42. That way they won't be able to tell us apart. Which is just a really good, powerful summation mm-hmm. of everything this movie stands for. Right. 42 is the name of the movie. It was the number that Jackie Robinson wore in the major leagues, played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, after he retired, eventually Major League Baseball in the 90s, Retired the number 42 from the entire sport. Nobody else in the sport could wear it. And then starting in the early 2000s, they instituted Jackie Robinson Day on April 15th, uh, which was the day that he made his debut and broke the color barrier. And on that day, everyone wears number 42 in the greatest show of unity that baseball can muster. Now, this year, with the coronavirus pandemic, baseball didn't start playing in March like it usually does. Um, So, come April, they weren't playing baseball, so they could not celebrate Jackie Robinson Day like they normally do. So, they decided to move it. Mm -hmm. And Jackie Robinson Day this year was Friday, August the 28th. Everyone wore number 42, and later that evening, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of those irony things. It's the same thing with, like, the whole Naya Rivera's body being found on the anniversary of Cory Monteith's death. And yeah, there's some of the things that you just can't make up. You can't write it. Yeah. It's just how it is. So, not to end on too much of a bummer, but uh, this has been 42. It's very, very good. You should watch it. Set some time aside. Sit the family down. It's important, and it's very good, too. You can find us on Twitter at I Missed It Pod, or check out our network, ghostlightmedia.net, and all the other fine podcasts there. I was just on the last few episodes of Shakespeare, so if you want more of me, you can go listen to that. You don't uh, get more of me ever, except on here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get our podcast from. That would be much appreciated. 
We will be back next week with the next episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2. Until then, I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget... It comes to bad, the other team is through. Did you see Jackie Robinson hit that ball? Did he hit it? Yes, and that ain't all. He's so old. Yes, yes, Jackie's real gone. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.